What do you eat for breakfast most days? Eggs. What's your favorite go-to snack? Apples and peanut butter. What's your favorite takeout food? Oh, some form of tacos. Excluding spices and oils, what are your top three pantry ingredients? Oh, this is a good one. Apple cider vinegar, which I use all the time. Probably, like right now, since we're in fall, I'm a very seasonal cook, so apple chips. And then probably, oh geez, I don't know. Probably like a balsamic vinegar as well. I love tart and briny things. Any kitchen gadgets you just can't live without? Definitely my food processor. Okay, so before we start the show with Jade coming on, I want to know, like, what do you use the vinegar for? What are you doing with all this vinegar? Oh my gosh, I am like such a vinegar, tart, briny, like, I love it all. First of all, I make all my own salad dressings, not because I like make everything homemade. That's not the truth. I do not. But I just like don't love salad dressing and I love to like make it myself. So I use tons of vinegar on salads. Um, I drink apple cider vinegar shots like every single day. I put it in my water. I use it to make homemade barbecue sauce, any kind of like homemade sauces. I make like homemade sloppy joes and we have it like on sandwiches or salads. So yeah, you need to do a lot of stuff with it. So good for the gut too. Yes, exactly. Hey Jade. Hey Tedra. So today we're chatting with Jessica Merchant. She's a two-time cookbook author and founder of the wildly popular food blog, How Sweet Eats. So Jessica has a fantastic sense of humor, which has brought millions of people to her site. Plus, her food is what we want to make and eat. It's a nice balance of like all-American food. Pizza, which is my all-time favorite. Gorgeous salad, salad dressings, anything you can really think of. But it's all sort of kicked up a notch with like ooey-gooey desserts and just, I don't know, amazing flavors. So Jessica is a true creative. When we were chatting with her, we asked her, what and how do you keep the inspiration flowing? All the recipes, new food all the time. And she basically says she has an own ending list and flow of ideas. So at the end of the day, I think it shows her serious love of food. Her blog is packed with gorgeous photography, recipes, and lifestyle details. So you want to check it out. In today's episode, we chat about how she started nearly 10 years ago, where she finds her day-to-day inspiration, and how motherhood has changed her life in both of those areas. So listen in and enjoy. You're listening to the We Get to Know podcast, and for years, we've all been following some of the most inspiring creatives, innovators, social media influencers, and bloggers. Simply put, we get inspired. The next best thing to following our favorite people is hearing their stories straight from them. So listen as we get to know Jessica. Hey, Jessica, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you. Tell us where you're calling in from today. I am in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. All right. We haven't talked to anybody from Pittsburgh. Are you, I know, but- <laughs> are you obsessed with pierogies? Um, well, I wouldn't say that, but I do enjoy them maybe like once a year. <laughs> okay, I had to ask. <laughs> okay, so why don't you just tell us where you're from, a little bit about your family and growing up and your relationship with food too in your younger years. So I've lived in Pittsburgh my entire life, you know, the surrounding area. And I even went to college here. So I really have always lived right here. And most of my family is here. So it's wonderful. So growing up, my mom cooked dinner every single night. Mm. I have two brothers. So there were three of us. So my mom liked to cook. But I also think it was more of like a matter of like, do you take these three crazy kids out (laughs) to dinner? We really didn't go out to dinner a lot. So she cooked every night. And she was a great cook. We ate a lot of like the regular traditional things. So I feel like it was a very 90s thing. You know, like we had tacos on Monday and pasta on (laughs) Thursday. But it was great. But it was a lot of the same delicious meals. We all loved that. It wasn't like we didn't like what we were eating. So we really all loved it, which is probably why she continued to make it. (laughs) And so I just grew up with, you know, always having like home cooked meals. My grandmother on her side, my mom's mom, who lived super close to us, you know, just a few minutes away, she cooked, but she was more of like an incredible baker, like cookies, cakes, pies, just incredible things. She could totally like bake from scratch and like not follow a recipe. And it was amazing. So I just really grew up with that. And I wasn't cooking dinner with my mom. You know, she stayed at home with us. So we always had activities. It was more like she would usually start cooking and have dinner on the table. So I didn't really start cooking myself until I was like out of the house. I was getting married and it was exciting. Like I kind of finally had my own kitchen. So I just found myself really taking like modern or making modern twists 
on some of these recipes that we had growing up, all the recipes that we had growing up. I say that like, I'm a product of the internet generation, like (laughs) this 90s kid that just, I end up getting bored easily. So like, I loved what we ate growing up, but I would always think like, oh, how can I make this a little bit different or maybe a little healthier or, you know, use sweet potatoes instead of white potatoes or just, you know. And that's kind of how like my love for cooking, I think, really came about. I just really loved like the creativity in the kitchen. And I definitely love cooking more than baking. I like to bake sometimes, but I, I just hate to follow the rules. <laughs> you know? was, yeah, it tells you something about the person if they're like, mm, yes. so much into the baking. I'm like, uh, coffee that, you know, exactly. you don't like the precision. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yes, exactly. My mom, like I still say it to this day, she just has this incredible, incredibly healthy. Like I just feel so lucky to have been raised with this like mindset about food. Like there was never any pressure or talk or any food being good or bad. Like no talk about that, you know, when I was growing up. Like food is just food. And my mom is like the person that like she can bake a cake and she will like have one slice every single day, but one small like appropriate serving size slice. And, you know, it can sit on her counter and she like had her slice and she enjoyed it and she's good. And that's also how my grandmother was. So my mom and I don't think knew she was doing it at the time, but, you know, looking back on it now that I'm an adult really raised me with like this healthy mindset about food. Just, you know, food is food. Yeah, it sounds great, actually. Like, I I think my mom was similar as well. Like, I grew up not so much cooking all the time, although she did have us involved in lots of cooking tasks. But it was more like what you're talking about. Like, I just grew up with seeing the women and even the men sometimes, but just seeing people in the kitchen comfortable and cooking and then having a balanced, healthy relationship with the food that they were cooking. And it was sort of like normal. Yeah. And you don't realize until later that, oh, this isn't normal for some people. Right. Oh my gosh. And especially like, I think with social media. Right. And the last, I'd say like, even like five or six years, just really being like, wow, I am like so grateful that this is like the situation that I was raised in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So that's really just, I feel like all kind of played into how I cook. I mean, I know it's very cliche and it's kind of annoying, but we just really cook a lot of stuff in moderation. Well, it's cliche for a reason. It's like, it's what we all want, you know, just can we just have moderation and yeah, have the cake sitting on the counter and not be like having to eat half of it in a second. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's cool. So do your brothers cook? Are they into food as well or not so much? I would say we all like food. One of my brothers, he does like to cook. The other one, probably not quite so much. But I mean, it just depends. You know, I think it depends on their schedule. Nothing like I am, though. Yeah. So walk us through, you move out, you go to college. What were you studying? What were your goals? Like, what were you thinking Uh, you were going to do with your life? Well, I mean, this is like (laughs) where it just, (laughs) you know, I don't know. (laughs) I I don't think I knew or had any idea. I went to school. I actually went into college as a history major, which is like insane. It is funny. I feel like it's one of my things. Like I love history. I love US history, but I didn't want to be a teacher, you know, and I quickly learned like, what am I doing? (laughs) I think then I like switched to physical therapy because I was just like, oh, everyone else is doing it. That sounds good. I'll just do that. I mean, I can't like math and science. No way. Like those are always my worst (laughs) subjects. So And the thing was that I really always succeeded at and like loved writing and English and literature, like those, you know, classes in school. But something, I don't know if it was like this rebellious like streak in my teenage years where I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. Like my parents tried to push me, you know, go into like creative writing, going to English, go into something with that. And I was just like, no, 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 I'm not into that. Mm. I think at that point, my dad's like, just graduate in four years. I don't care what you do. Get a degree. Yeah. So (laughs) I did get a degree in four years in business. You can use that and you're using it. (laughs) Exactly. I'm definitely using it. But after that, I also really, I like taught group fitness classes at my college. So I taught, like, I guess we called it more like aerobic classes than, you know. (laughs) Man, you're taking us back now, like real aerobics. (laughs) Exactly. And I taught like yoga and some things there. So I enjoyed that so much and loved it. So when I got out of college, that's really all I wanted to do. And I'm such a like 
passionate person that I don't always see the logical side of things. So I went and started working at a gym and it was great and I absolutely loved it. I knew from very early on that I did not want to ever work in an office. I don't know why I thought that, but I just knew that I didn't. And this provided me a way to not have to do that. It sounds like you're a bit of a creative and you kind of knew deep down like that will crush my soul if I'm in a cubicle. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I was working in the gym and, you know, made my own schedule. I had my own clients. But after so many years of that, I met my husband, we were going to get married and like working in a gym, there's no real way to like professionally or even personally, I feel like really grow unless you work more hours or if you want to own your own gym, which I had no desire to do. Because again, you have to be like available before work, after work, you know, so I would be like, (laughs) you know, working at 430 in the morning, and then, you know, working again at like 830, nine o'clock at night. And I just like felt like I was never seeing my husband. So I ended up leaving that job for something that I had met people in the gym, and they had given me an opportunity. And it just really wasn't what it turned out to be. But I left my job at the gym to go work for them. And within the first day, I was like, oh my gosh, nightmare realized. I'm sitting behind a desk. I'm in front of a computer (laughs) and there's nothing for me to do. There was just no plan for my role. So I found myself behind a computer and that's how I started my blog. You're just sitting there like, (laughs) I've been there. I've been there in my life in the Air Force. Like, do, 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 do. I guess I'll make a to-do list. What do I put on it? (laughs) Now what do I do? (laughs) I guess I'll have a cup of coffee. (laughs) It's draining. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah. Yes. So you knew right away, I don't want to do this. Did you quit right away? So I did not quit right away. I'd been married maybe six months when I took that job. And my husband's 10 years older than me. And he's obviously not a generation older than me. But it's almost like he's in this generation gap where like he didn't have the internet (laughs) as young as I did. You know, I, I mean, it's just a fact. And when we first really got together, it was just in that time it was still kind of like, well, everyone has to go to a job. If you hate it, like you hate it. It's a job. Too bad. Like suck it up. Yeah. (laughs) He was by no means, it wasn't like he was telling me like, oh, you're so miserable, but you have to stick it out. He wasn't even saying that. But, you know, coming from the people around me, like my parents and, you know, my close like circle, like him, they were all just like, well, you know, it's a job. So like not everybody loves their job. Like I couldn't just quit. I was not in a position to just quit. So within like four months, I think I started my blog. It took about four months, you know, of sitting behind this computer. I didn't even know what a blog was before. I mean, I did, but like... like what... What was the plan? Like, was it to just like jot down some recipes because you were super into cooking on the side? Or what were you blogging about? Oh my gosh, I know. It's so crazy. So like, I honestly can't even remember like the number one driving thing that said, hey, create a blog because like, yes, I was miserable in the job, but I didn't know that like people had blogs. And yes, some people were making money at the time, but you know, I didn't know that. I don't know if it was like the movie Julia and Julia. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was some crazy thing like when that. When was this? Like what year? It was 10 years ago. So it was in 2008. Oh yeah. Okay. So this is like when it was just starting. Yes. Yeah. So I decided that I'm going to start this blog, but I wanted it to be a lifestyle blog, which is insane because like lifestyle blogs didn't really exist in 2008, yeah. you know? Visionary. It, yes. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not like they do today. You know, we didn't have Instagram. There was no Pinterest. There weren't even Facebook fan pages. Right. So when I say lifestyle blog, I just wanted a place to write. So I realized that I'm sitting behind this desk and I'm starting this blog and like everything that my parents, you know, had said to me, like, you're such a great writer, like this creative writing, like this is you. Oh my gosh. It just came like (laughs) flooding in and I'm like, why didn't I listen to them? Oh, that's so fascinating. I really enjoyed sitting there and writing this blog. But I quickly learned because I didn't have anything to do at my job, (laughs) you know, so I could read blogs all day. Like one, I needed to take photos, just writing and not being able to take photos. You know, people were becoming at that time really visual. Yeah, the photos really draw the readers in, I think. And also, I didn't really have much of a life for a lifestyle blog. I mean, I was at work (laughs) from like eight to five and my husband was at work even a little bit longer. So that is how I started posting like what I would make for dinner. And that's kind of how it all started. I mean, the first photos on my blog are horrific. So (laughs) 
<laughs> we hear this a lot, yeah. Yes, they're taken at like, you know, 7 p.m. in a yellow, <laughs> yellow kitchen and they're like thumbnail size. They're horrific. Well, you had to start somewhere. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Talk us through like how it evolved from, I mean, were you telling people in the very beginning or were you sort of like building? Not at all. I just kept it a huge secret. Like I didn't even tell my husband. Oh, wow. I didn't even tell my parents. Like I know I say only for maybe like a month or so. Okay. Okay. Because then at that point, I loved what I was doing. I didn't set out to create a business or anything. I didn't even know that was possible. But I was spending so much time online that within probably like a month or two, I discovered that people were making money. Now, when I say that, I mean, I was so naive. I think like the first person I discovered was like the pioneer woman. Right. And I'm like, oh, she's doing what I'm doing so I can make money. Not like, oh, I'm doing what she's doing. You know, I'm like so naive. I'm like, so funny. oh, like she's doing this. It's exactly what I'm doing. It's the same. I should basically be famous. Yes. So like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be able to make this happen. So obviously I came down from that idea within once I, you know, did more research. But maybe it gave you some hope though, huh? To like start monetizing and figuring it out. Yeah, definitely. And it was motivating because I knew I was so miserable in that job. And I saw that like people were starting to come out with books and people were doing it full time. And I was just thinking like, this is my ticket out. Mm. You know, this is what is going to get me out of this job. So that's what happened. I worked my butt off like nonstop. I mean, all day, every day. I was fortunate because they weren't monitoring my computer at work. So, you know, (laughs) I could do it while I was at work. But then I mean, the minute I got home, I was doing it. I learned I had to shoot photos in natural light. So all day, Saturday and Sunday, you know, I would be cooking. Did you have a camera? Like what was your camera in the beginning? No. Oh my God. Gosh, I, I don't even think I had one. Like, I think like six months before I started, I was like drunk at a wedding and dropped it on the floor and it was like shattered into pieces. Like, I didn't have a camera. I think like I got a point and shoot camera when I first started. Like one of those old Sony digital things, like with the cards. Yeah, like I had a Blackberry. Oh <laughs> When I started. So quickly, I learned, you know, about the photos. And my first step was like taking the photos in natural light, trying to improve with whatever point and shoot thing I did have. And then about a year in, I got my first DSLR camera. And that is when I did see like kind of an uptick in traffic, Hmm. because people were so even visual then people that hadn't like maybe they'd come to my blog, but the photos were so bad, you just like couldn't even look at them. (laughs) People that were visiting would maybe, you know, stay around a little bit longer. And they were like, oh, you know, so here's some photos. So within a year, I was able to quit my job. Wow. I was making almost enough. I mean, ads were totally different at the time. An ad network was paying a fixed rate. Right. You know, again, Pinterest, Instagram, none of that was around. But there were things like stumble upon and like crazy other. It's changing so fast. I know everybody's talking about it, but it really is remarkable. I know. So I quit the job and it actually wasn't because of the blog. I mean, it was, but something happened one day that just was really a trigger of like, I have to quit right now. Mm. So I quit. I was still, which I mean, being on the internet, I'm still like, oh my gosh, is the internet going to blow up and am I not going to have a job tomorrow? (laughs) But I was so nervous that like I went and got a retail job for like 20 hours a week to make sure that like I had somewhat of a stable income. Yeah, because at the time it probably was like a huge risk. Yes. And it was so new for anybody to be making money blogging. Like this was just not even a thing yet. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think my family was like, what? I mean, and my husband's family was just like, what? Like they were just like, oh, she's just a stay-at-home wife. Like she's just not. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. There, there. I'm just like, oh my gosh. (laughs) That's funny. Hey guys, we're going to pause for a minute to tell you about one of our partners. Anyone interested in 30% off the best vitamins? We know health and nutrition is important to everyone. One thing that goes hand in hand with our health is supplemental care. We've partnered with Dr. C Vitamins to offer you a 30% discount off their premium pharmaceutical grade and medically endorsed line of supplements. All vitamins are not created equal. In fact, there is no FDA oversight for supplements. Unlike over-the-counter vitamins, Dr. C supplements are manufactured without commonly found synthetic ingredients. I mean, you guys, who wants synthetics going into our bodies? They're also non-GMO and gluten-free. 
Their standards are so high, these vitamins are actually manufactured just like a prescription drug would be in an FDA-registered facility. Most vitamins do not subject themselves to this level of oversight. People are always asking if we take these personally, and we do. I take the D3K2 combo to support bone health, memory, mood, and immune support, and their collagen biotin that supports strong hair, nails, and skin. And then when I'm having those nights where I'm having a hard time falling asleep and unwinding, I take the melatonin B6 combo, and it really helps me gently fall asleep naturally. So give them a try, you guys. Go to drccares.com, use our code WEGETTONOW, and save 30% on your next order. Now enjoy the rest of the interview. So what was the growth like? That's pretty fast growth within a year. It was fast, but I mean, I never took a moment off. Mm, Tons of hard work, yeah. It was commenting on other blogs and trying to network with other bloggers to like get my blog out there and just constant for that entire year. It's so much work to get an audience, to just get a captive audience, isn't it? It is. It is. Totally. And your photography has come such a long way. So all you guys listening, I mean, so many people already follow you. But if you are new to Jessica, check her out. The photography is so beautiful. It's so crisp and bright and contrasty. And it makes me want to make all those dishes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And your food is just good every day. Like, it's just good everyday food. And I don't mean that like in a derogatory way. Like, it's just the stuff you want to make, like with a little bit of a spin. I mean, I just have to pause for a second and ask you about these Hasselback (laughs) butternut squash. (laughs) Like, when I saw that picture, my brain exploded. It was so beautiful. I thought, oh my gosh, like, this is amazing. I'm making it for Thanksgiving. It's settled. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) So, like, tell us, is it hard to get the slices in there when it's raw like that or no? Well, okay, so you actually roast it a little bit first. Aha. I knew there was going to be some answer to this. Okay. I know, right? There's definitely a trick, and it's not hard at all after that. Awesome. So you just peel it, slice it in half. Yep. Roast it for a little bit, and then make those little thin, like crazy person slices. And then it's like doused with what? Spices and... There's two ways to do it. One is like a maple pecan topping and the other one is brown butter sage. So there's like a sweet version and a savory version. You said brown butter. (laughs) You had me I know, right? (laughs) That's like all I need to hear. And I'm like, oh, sold. (laughs) Yeah, done. I'm in. (laughs) What about, you said in the opening, apple chips. Oh my gosh. Do you make your own apple chips or like, what's the story with apple chips? No, I don't. Okay, (laughs) Um, okay. Probably before kids, I probably would. I think the biggest thing, first of all, is I'm a super seasonal cook and eater. Mm. So whatever is in season, because we try to get as many of our produce, you know, locally as we can. So whatever's in season is what I am going to, you know, reach for. And right now I am so obsessed with apple chips as a snack. My kids are <laughs> loving them. And like, I love them on salads because it's like croutons, but it's like yeah. apple chips, you know, anything that gives me like texture and crunch. I'm just, I'm in. Like, I love that. I need that. Where do you buy them from? Like, I started getting into the dried mango and pineapple at, where did I get that? Trader Joe's Trader maybe? Joe's, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, I know Joe's. the dried mango, yes. Trader Joe's. So good. It's so good. List. But where are the apples? Tell me where to get the apples. I get the apple chips like at Target. Oh, no way. Or my local grocery store. Okay, so everybody's got them. All right, I just need to start looking for them. They're really good. So, I mean, my pantry staples might change like as I'd say seasonally, Mm -hmm. but that's definitely what I'm loving. How did you get into the focus on seasonal? Did you read something or is it just like... That is a shift that has definitely come with cooking like personally for me and in the last 10 years of having a blog. Mm. I feel like in life we've heard the push, you know, eat local if you can. And that's probably played a role, but I really think it's more so come from cooking. I mean, I have been cooking. I'm not professionally trained, you know, I'm like mom, grandma talk. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I've been cooking every day almost for the last 10 years. So it comes very easily to me and I'm pretty good at it. And I feel that I have a very relatable palate, which is why I think a lot of my dishes do appeal to people. And I think that like early on when I first started cooking, not even just for the blog, but it would be like December and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to make like a strawberry pie. And you like (laughs) go and get strawberry, you know, and they're like white and hard. They're nasty. Yeah. So I think it's been like a gradual shift for me in that and just learning like what ingredients are really good right now. So tell us, you've got two kids, right? I do. How old are they? 
Max is almost four. He'll be four in a month. And Amelia just turned one. Oh, you're like right in the trenches with me, actually. Oh, yes. <laughs> five-year-old and a three-year-old. I feel oh. like same, samesies. <laughs> the trenches are, is a great way to describe right? it. Right? <laughs> it is. It is. It's the trenches. It's like beautiful and brutal all at the same time. <laughs> that is an excellent description. So tell me like how, I mean, there's the obvious things, but like how are things changing from a food perspective and a work perspective with kids? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Major. Okay, food perspective, first of all, I'd say my like whole life I've hated vegetables. I've just hated them. Mm. I've always hated them. My mom like is this amazing cook, but it's not like we ate a ton of vibrant green vegetables. We kind of had the standard like, oh, corn, green beans, you know, and that's what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. When it comes to other vegetables, I just grew up hating them. So I've really learned to enjoy vegetables, especially over having my blog and cooking them in different ways. And now I just make such a point of preparing them and eating them with every meal because I want my kids to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel the same way. It's like <laughs> I didn't grow up eating a lot of like seafood and growing up in the Midwest. I mean, actually, yeah, I grew up in Quebec years later, but I think that international part of it helped us. But when you don't grow up around it, it's like you don't like it. You know, it takes right. a long time in your adult life to get into those different flavors. And so when I had my kids, it was the same thing. I just thought like, I'm going to start feeding these little punks like, you know, sardines and salmon. <laughs> just I want them to have a palate for all that stuff. Yes, that is amazing. There's nothing like having kids to turn up the <laughs> turn up the heat on, you know, the things that we were passionate about. Yes, totally, totally. And what about like the work-life balance? Oh my gosh. Oh, I will say, you know, so I had my blog for seven years before I had my son. Mm. So I was able to just work nonstop and I worked all day, every day. It's how I built my blog. So a lot of times I find that like when people are coming to me and they're like, how do you do this with kids? How do you do all this work? How do you produce this content? You know, that's the biggest thing is that I had my blog for seven years Mm -hmm. before. So I had my own business for seven years. So I really got in a groove. Now that doesn't necessarily mean anything. One, because kids shake things up so much. And also like social media and this job is constantly changing Mm -hmm. year to year constantly. So it's just so tricky. But I think that when it comes to balance, I just know that things are not always going to be balanced. And that's balance for me. Yeah, you know what? That's exactly right. It's like there is no real perfect balance. It's just something that you strive for the best of your ability every day. Exactly. And you practice it, right? Like you have to just keep practicing until you get better and better at it. (laughs) Yes. And I, I just like know that like these days with my kids, like I already miss them while they're happening. Mm -hmm. So like, I just love this time like so much that I really just try to remind myself of that. And that helps me a lot with, you know, the comparison trap in, you know, this world of like social media and stuff like this (laughs) is where I want to be. And this is like the stage of life that I'm in. So I'm able to still do so much with my job because I've done it for so long. But I can't imagine I think it has to be very challenging to start a blog when you have two kids and like you haven't been doing it beforehand. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that. Like you really were in the groove and had been doing it for years. Yes. Before you had the kids, that would have helped. So let's talk about your cookbooks. Yes. They are beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. So cookbooks with an S, people. She's got two. Um, (laughs) So tell us about your first and then about your second. My first cookbook is called Seriously Delish, and it came out in 2014. Both books have, I feel like, similar feels to my blog. So my second book is called The Pretty Dish, and it just came out in March of 2018. So neither book is very themed on recipes. It's very much like my blog. A little bit of everything, some healthy, some indulgent, you know, everything in it. Mm -hmm. All sorts of recipes. The Pretty Dish that came out this year, it actually, in addition to like the 150 recipes, also has 50 like beauty DIYs, like with food grade ingredients. So like homemade sugar scrubs and lip balms and just like fun little things that you can do at home. I mean, I love that. Yeah. Because I'm like such a beauty junkie. Like product (laughs) junkie. Oh my gosh. So bad. We'll have to talk more about that later and ask everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. 
That's great. So congratulations. Thank you. So exciting. Yeah. And they look so balanced. Like there's just so many good looking, unique, like salad type things and vegetables. But then there's also like the ooey gooey and then the delicious chocolatey yummy desserts. I mean, there's just a bit of all of it. It's really good everyday cooking. Thank you so much. (laughs) Which is really like, it's your theme, I think. Like you're so approachable. And I was scrolling through your blog and I noticed how you've got like your epic fails that you post. Yes. (laughs) Which is hilarious. Hilarious. Every year I post my recipe disasters the day after Christmas. I think I've done it for maybe nine years. It's the bet. Like yes. you guys have to check this out. It's funny. <laughs> it's you. so real. It's like, oh yeah. Okay. I've been here. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> That's awesome. So have you had like any cutthroat moments or times in the last decade that you've just thought like, I'm done with this. I want to chunk it. Does any of that happen? In blogging? Mm-hmm. You know, I really haven't. I feel that my biggest strength and my greatest flaw <laughs> is that I only do what I want to do. It's so good, yeah. I am just like the person that if I don't want to do something, I don't do it. I always tell the story. It's like the reason why like I was a great student and then I got to college and had to take economics and I got a D because <laughs> like I just didn't care. Like I just wasn't doing it. So obviously I don't like promote this idea. And I don't want my kids to be this way. And it's not like my parents were happy about this, but it's just really who I am. I'm such a passionate person about the things I love. Well, it keeps you real. It keeps you being you, which is probably why we all love you. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. I just absolutely love it so much. And I can't imagine not doing it. The only time that I ever felt like I wish I didn't have it. No, and that's an even exaggeration that I wish that it maybe didn't exist is right after I had my son. Mm. I mean, I knew that I would love my kids, but like when I, after I gave birth to my son in like those first few months with him, even the first year, I was just like, oh my gosh, I love this child so much. I don't want to do anything except sit here and look at him and like hold him and play with him. It's so hard to like go back to life. It's like, it's so hard. Yeah. And especially like this business is so personally, like intricately, like in my world because it's my writing. And while I can, you know, hire people to help me with certain parts of it, nobody can like write in my voice, you know, nobody can write for me and nobody can do certain things. So it still required like a lot of energy and I just hated any time being taken away from him, you know? Mm. So that's definitely something I've had to come to terms with and just that's probably the only time that I ever, you know, was like on the fence. But I knew once I got back into doing it, because I always like prepped enough content with my kids to take off about three months. And once I got back in the groove, I felt really good. And I will say that I think having all of that, having this business makes me like a better mom. Definitely. I have something of my own that I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I grew up. Like I knew I wanted to have kids and I thought, you know, my mom stayed at home. Well, I'd probably like to stay at home with my kids and it's not what I imagined, but I know it makes me a better mom. Yeah, it sounds like it was a bit of a surprise. Like, I think some women, maybe not, but to a lot of women, I mean, even just my cousin, you have all the plans of like getting back to work and getting back to life and I'm going to be this kind of mom and then you have the baby and you're like, um, I don't want to do anything but just hold yes, this child. Just like snuggle and <laughs> like, Yeah, it's hormonal oh, or something. <laughs> I don't yes, know. It's just crazy. What does your husband and family, like what do they all think now of how it's all turned out? So my husband absolutely loves it. I think some days he's still like, this is your job. Like, how is this? I mean, he obviously knows and thinks that it's a job, but he's just amazed. I've always been very entrepreneurial, but he hasn't. He's always, you know, been more of like the corporate mindset, like working for a company. So he's very much surprised by it. I think that my family pretty much gets it. His family gets it. But a lot of people on both sides, I think, still think it might be slightly a hobby, you know, like, even though like I have books and everything, I don't think they really can grasp 
that it's actually a thing that you can, you know, make money from. And yeah, especially the older generation. It's like, huh? What? <laughs> that's mostly who I'm talking about. Obviously, my brothers and, you know, sister-in-law and like everybody like that totally gets it and thinks, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. But yeah, I think like the older generations on both sides are kind of like, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're supportive and we love you and this is amazing, but like, I don't get it. <laughs> right, right. Right. Like they'll come over like during a recipe shoot day when I have like eight recipes going and they'll be like, oh my gosh, this is just so amazing that you love to cook so much. And I'm like, well, yes, I do love to cook. But like, that is not why I, there are eight recipes it's sitting in my kitchen at the moment. Yeah. So, but it's funny. I mean, you just have to take that. Like, you know. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. So Tedra, you, do you have any questions? I do. I have a couple of follow-ups. So one thing I wanted to know was, have you done this blog by yourself? I mean, do you have anyone that helps you or is it, you know, one woman show or do you, you know, have, I don't know, little fingers in the background helping you with anything? <laughs> so I did it myself all the way up until about a year and a half after I had my son. So like 2016. From 2016 until April of this year, I had like assistance here and there. Some people would help me with social media. I did at one point have some people like coming into my house and helping me like on shoot days when I was cooking and then someone moved away. So it wasn't like a permanent thing. And since I had my kids, I, you know, didn't want or have a studio. I wanted to be here. So in April of this year, actually, my cousin started working with me full time, which is amazing because she's basically like my sister. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Her name's Lacey. And I mean, we were raised super close and we only have brothers. So we basically are sisters. So she started working with me full time. So that is amazing. And she helps me with everything. She helps me with whatever I need at the time, you know, so she helps me on like photo shoot days and recipe days. She helps me with like just like social media stuff and some like back end stuff. So it just depends. It depends on like what we're doing. And she loves food as well and like has amazing ideas. So yeah, it's been great. So that sort of leads me to the next question I wanted to ask was like, what does a week or a month look like? I mean, how are you laying out how this is going to work? I mean, do you just grocery shop once a week and cook for the week and you're <laughs> shooting as you go? Or is it more like strategic than that? It's definitely more strategic than that. So when it comes to content on my blog, I try to plan out maybe a few weeks in advance, maybe a month or two. I never used to plan anything out. Once I had kids, I feel like I don't really have a choice. You have to plan because, you know, stuff just happens. So ever since I've had my kids, I've become a little bit more of a planner. So let's say I plan out maybe like one to two months of ideas in advance. I like to try to have two to three weeks of content done in advance. So right now, for instance, I'm like kind of coming towards the end of the year. I pretty much have most of my content done for the rest of the year. So does that mean it's like ready and fired and like going to post? No, that really just means that I have everything shot at and edited. I'm fly by the seat of my pants. I like can't do this professional schedule blog stuff. Like I sit down and write right before I send the post out. Like if I'm on like the West Coast, I'm like writing at three in the morning, <laughs> like something crazy, you know, like I just do that. So my photo shoot days are all in one day. So it makes it manageable. I mean, it is a long day. Like on Mondays, I'm going to make and shoot like five or six recipes. These recipes are already tested. When it comes to recipe testing, that's like a piece of cake because I don't need natural light for photography. I can test it anytime. I could go to my kitchen when we're done with this and make a recipe. I could make something at midnight. I could test it in the afternoon. If it's something more intricate, I make it a couple times, you know, to make sure it will work. I make stuff for dinner and test it. So all these recipes that I'm going to make on like a Monday, I know that they're going to work, you know. So we're making them. I'm photographing them. And that's kind of like the labor intensive work that requires, you know, getting all the groceries, cooking all the food, setting up the photo shoots, like all of that. That to me, that's the hardest part. Where do you find inspiration to like, I look through your blog, I look through your Instagram and it feels like you've made like everything, right? I mean, like how do you keep having inspiration to keep coming up with new ideas and great dishes? This is the question that I probably get asked the most. And I don't know how else to answer it other than to say, like, it is easy for me. That is the easy part for me. I feel like I would never run out of recipe ideas. 
Like I just love coming up with different combinations. If I ever get really stuck and can't think of anything, I'll like flip through a magazine, you know, and try to gain some inspiration from there. That's the easy part for me is coming up with the ideas. So I mean, I have notebooks filled where like on a Sunday night, I might just sit down and write out like 40 recipes. For my cookbooks, like I wanted all my cookbooks to be, you know, brand new recipes. So I would just sit down and make lists and lists of things. Of course, some I'd have to test, they would fail, you know, but I feel really lucky, but that is the easy part for me, (laughs) shockingly. Well, you really are a creative because the fact that that is just spilling out of you and then I mean, your photography, I know Jade touched on this, but it's beautiful. Thank like you, you have a creative so eye and even just the cover of your cookbook. It's just gorgeous. Thank you. Well, I mean, photography is my least favorite part. I actually hate photography. Well, you probably could be a professional at this point because I mean, you're doing it. I know that I have to do it. You know, it's part of the job, but thank you so much. I struggle with it. It's very difficult for me. Okay, well, I'm going to ask one more question before we move on to the Ask Everyone section. So obviously you started your blog before Instagram was even around. Once Instagram started, you know, everyone, I remember getting on, you know, a few months in and being like, well, what do we do on here? And people just started posting pictures. Like, at what point did you realize like that's going to play a big role in, you know, what you do? And then when did you start to see like growth from that? I think I actually saw growth on Instagram immediately because I had a big following on my blog for years before Instagram came into play. Right. So I was kind of lucky in that way. I mean, what Instagram actually did was, you know, take away some traffic from my blog because people don't necessarily want to go on Instagram and go on Facebook and go on the blog and, you know, go on Snapchat and like go all over. Mm-hmm. I still, to this day, struggle with the fact I loved Instagram when it came out and I loved that it was photos of like, what are we doing today? <laughs> you know, this is what I'm doing today. I loved like the more real life photos of Instagram. I do not like that Instagram now. I don't mind like stylized, curated photos, but I just don't like that I kind of have to post the same content that I post on my blog. Like my followers, that is, I guess, what they want to see because when I do that, that's when I see an uptick in followers and engagement. Well, you post this beautiful food and then we're like, how do we get this in our belly? (laughs) I know, thanks. <laughs> so we got to go to the blog and get that recipe. Yeah. yeah, I'd say like in the last couple years, I mean, I guess maybe in the last two years, I feel like it was really promoted as like Instagram was going to be like the micro blogging site and you need to like, you know, write longer captions, like write mini blogs on there. I can't get into that. Like I actually think that it's trending all back around like with Facebook buying Instagram and I think people actually want to also, you know, still see content on a blog. And I am so wordy and write so much that like, I'll never stop doing that. So I kind of try to do a mix of both like personal and real life and then my food content on Instagram. Tell us like, what's like a great tip you could give for the listeners? It can be about food or it just could be about life. My favorite tip, it's actually not mine, but it comes from Mel Robbins and it is to do like a massive brain dump on a piece of paper. If you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed with, you know, whether it's life or, you know, Thanksgiving hosting or your work. And then to go through and kind of like highlight the brain dump lines in different colors of highlighter and then kind of like categorize them and make a plan. I absolutely love that. When I do that, it relieves so much anxiety for me. If I called you at 9 a.m. on any given day, what are you most likely doing? Definitely working. So either shooting recipes, making recipes, cooking in the kitchen, maybe responding to emails depending on the day. What is something people would be surprised to know about you? Oh, probably that I hate photography. (laughs) (laughs) How do you like to decompress? Reading. I love to read. Who are three people you'd love to follow on Instagram? I absolutely love to follow Lily and Val. Valerie McKeenan, I believe is her name. She created Lily and Val. It's like a chalkboard hand lettering. She does incredible work. 
I love to follow the almond eater. Her name is Erin. She's a food blogger. She helped me like do some food styling for my cookbook, which was just incredible. And sometimes she does some reshoots of old photos for me. And then I also love Adriana from A Cozy Kitchen. She just has like this gorgeous aesthetic. She's a food blogger. Her Instagram is like kind of blush toned themed. It's beautiful. And I love her. So excluding social media, what's your favorite app? Probably Snapseed, which is what I use to edit my photos and not necessarily edit them for Instagram, but, you know, I take so many photos of my kids with my phone and not my camera because it's just so huge and bulky that I use Snapseed a lot to edit photos of them to either like print or send to my computer or, you know, if I'm printing out photos for like my parents or something. So you love to read. What's a book that you like love that you always recommend or just a book that you can't put down? Anne Lamott's Bird by Bird. Describe your perfect day. Oh, man. My perfect day would probably be getting up early. I'm a morning person. Working out, having like a breakfast that isn't going to put me in a food coma. So maybe like (laughs) avocado toast with eggs. Getting to spend some time with my kids. Maybe when they're napping, like going shopping, you know, doing something, you know, whether it's either going to a mall or like walking around Target, having like a little bit of downtime for myself, probably doing some form of work because I really do love to work, having like a great family dinner, spending time with my husband, maybe watching like trash TV at the end of the night, (laughs) going to bed. That sounds dreamy. (laughs) What's your beverage of choice in the morning and also at night? Oh, I'm really boring. Water. I'm so boring. I love water. Maybe sometimes at night, some Pinot Grigio, <laughs> but, <laughs> but usually it's water. Is there a city that you travel that has you shedding a tear when you have to leave? Oh, yes. And it's a crazy one. It's actually Boyne City, Michigan. So what's there? It is right on the lake, and I grew up going there my whole entire life. My dad's family was from that area, so it's just this magical place. I mean, people say, like, oh, when they hit it big, they want to, like, condo in the Bahamas. No, I just, like, want a house in Michigan. <laughs> you know, I think it's amazing that there's these pockets yes. around the United States that I don't even know of. Like, I've never even heard of this place, but, yeah, it's probably beautiful and comforting. It's gorgeous. And nostalgic and all these things, and I don't know. It's just this world is beautiful, and it's, like, hard to get to all the places. It's- yes, totally. What's your current Netflix addiction? Oh, Netflix addiction. You know what? I'm super excited right now for season two of Mindhunter to come back. What song do you currently have on repeat? The entire Hamilton soundtrack. Oh, everybody talks about that soundtrack. I've got to get on that. Oh, it's so good. And Hamilton, they're coming here to Pittsburgh in January. So, you know, I'm getting ready. Okay, so we talked a little bit earlier in the show about your beauty addiction, beauty product addiction. So tell us, what, what is your favorite? Oh, man. Okay, so that has definitely shifted since I had kids. I mean, I've always loved makeup, and I am, like, totally the person that wears purple eyeshadow and crazy colors on my face. People always used to make fun of me for it. But since I've had kids, I feel like I don't have as much time to play with makeup. And since I'm getting older, I really have more of a focus on skincare now. So I absolutely love Drunk Elephant skincare products, as well as Dr. Dennis Gross. Like he has these daily universal peel pads that you use on your face like in the evening. And then I'll use like the Drunk Elephant Lala Retro Whipped Cream for your face. And it's just so good. Who would you love to have a cup of coffee with? Hmm, Man, this is a tricky one. This is like going to sound so crazy, but Mario Lemieux from the Penguins. (laughs) Pittsburgh Penguins. What's a food that you absolutely will not eat? Oh, fennel seeds. Oh, the worst. They're the worst. (laughs) I don't even know about fennel seeds. Oh, fennel seeds. They're in sausage. Some people put them on pizza. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. I know what you're talking about then. Yeah. I like the actual fennel, the vegetable. I like fennel. The fennel seeds though, no. What meal would you choose as your last meal? My mom's pot roast, mashed potatoes, and gravy. What's the best gift you've ever received? Um, My children. Does that count? Yeah. (laughs) They're good ones. They're good ones. 
What's the last thing you Googled? I actually was just Googling about Thanksgiving timelines because I'm working on a post for that. Okay, so we have one last question for you. What's the greatest life advice you've ever received? I'd say that it actually has to do with a quote, and it's when you want something you've never had, you have to do something that you've never done. Oh, I like that. Okay, Jessica, this has been a real joy speaking to you today. Thank you. Tell us, where do we find you online and social media handles, all that good stuff? Yes. So my blog is howsweeteats.com. On Instagram, you can find me at howsweeteats. I'm also on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Snapchat sparingly. And yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. We'll be looking for you. Okay. So thanks for joining us today. And it's been great chatting with you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Okay, Tedra, time for a little host-to-host chat. I've got a question for you. Yep, let's hear it. We're cousins and besties, but I'm not sure if I know 100% if you start listening to Christmas music early or not. I know we both like it, but like, do you start right after Thanksgiving or before or talk to me? Okay, I do love Christmas music. And really, it just depends on the season. There's been years where I started early and that's all I listen to 24-7. And then I want to say like last year, I barely listened because I'm really into podcasts these days. So that's sort of where I go with my listening ear. But it really does bring me into the spirit. So I'm going to try to listen to it more this year. Do you have a favorite? I do. I have an all-time favorite. It's Sarah Groves. Yes. Christmas album. And I'm one of those people like, I like dark and gloomy Christmas music. <laughs> Dark and gloomy. You mean like moody, moody. I should say dark and gloomy. Yeah, moody. I like it to be like, I don't know, dark and gloomy. (laughs) That's not the right word. Moody. Okay, moody. We'll stick with that. My mom always thinks I'm crazy. She's like, what is this? Like, why are you listening to this? This isn't like happy-go-lucky Christmas music. My my brothers are the same way. Like, this is dragging me down. We need some peppy stuff. But I love it. I love it too. Because in my head, I imagine like a home filled with candlelight and it's dark outside and Mm -hmm. it's cold and there's food going in the kitchen. And, you know, then there's just this music that you just walk around the home to and sip on your martini, darling. And just (laughs) life is grand. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. Okay. So what's your favorite Christmas album? Okay. So last year I discovered Lauren Daigle's Christmas album. I think it's called Behold. And I'm so in love with it. It's moody too, by the way, actually. You would love it. Okay. And she's got like this little jazz spin and I love, love, love it. It's the best. I can listen to it over and over again. And I'm going to start early this year. What the heck? Okay. Maybe this is inspiring me to do this too. Yeah. You've got to check that album out. It's good. Okay, so the other thing I was going to say is Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, yes. The Christmas album. <sighs> Talk about moody. It's like, give it to me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, that's our take on that. <laughs> we want to thank you for listening today. And if you like the show, we'd love for you to head over to iTunes and give us a positive review. You guys, this helps people find the show. A written review is even better than just giving us the stars. It really helps us out. You can find us at wegettoknow.com where you can sign up for our newsletter and on social media at We Get to Know. Head over to Instagram We'd love to hear from you and get your opinions on guests and show ideas. Our music is provided by the talented Blake Atwell of Studio 1916 in Austin, Texas. Till next time, take care as we continue to get to know all of our favorite people. Hi, Jade. Hey, Tedra. Hello. Hello. Are you there? <laughs> yeah. I said, hey, Tedra, you didn't hear me? No. It cut you. out. That's weird. Oh, I wonder, it's probably on the recording, but I didn't hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Whoopsies. Hey, Jade. Hey, Tedra. Today, we're on the show. We're chatting with Jessica Merchant. She's the two-time cookbook author and founder of the wildly popular food blog, How Sweet Eats. So Jessica has a... Okay, that's it. I'm done. (laughs) Uh, It's like take 14. Uh, I can't do it. Okay.